Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, Panthers v. the Raiders. This uh, segment, it doesn't have it here, and I've just made it up on the spot. It's brought to you by Bloke Beer. Go and grab some. Um, <laughs> Panthers defeat the Raiders 53-12. to 12. Now, it was at Raiders' home ground, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, look. An absolute schmozzle. An absolute, absolute demolishing. Um, I said it last week, and I guess I'll say it again. I am bit concerned about the Raiders. Like, I think at the moment, obviously they could make the eight, but I don't think they will make the eight. Happy to be wrong. Happy to say I'm wrong, rah, rah, all that kind of stuff. You all know I, I rode the milk home last year, but they just – put it this way. I think it was about 30 minutes into the game, 35 minutes into the game, they had relatively – like, the Panthers had more possession, but not crazy, crazy amounts – the Panthers, for, uh, Panthers team had run for double the amount of metres as the Raiders. And for a Raiders side to get that dominated, it's literally the one area where they shouldn't get dominated is metres made. Like, that's, that's where they take it to teams. And so that's my concern at the Raiders at the moment is that we've always understood that they're quite forward-focused. Their pack is where all their money is focused. It's the way they play their footy. Jackie White gets on the back of it. And I understand Jackie White wasn't playing, but even at the moment, their forward pack really isn't in the top, not even top eight right now form-wise. And yet, in years where they've made the eight, you always would have a Raiders pack in the top four at least. And right now, form-wise, they're just not playing anywhere near where we know they can. You go, Mark. Uh, yes, they are not looking good at the moment. <laughs> Fact. Brought to you by Blake Beer. Scoop, scoop. Brought to you by Blake Beer. Uh, so tough because going into half time, you said, Kempi, that the run meters were against us, possession against us. Just everything that sort of could go wrong seemed to have gone wrong. We did get a sim binning uh, in our favour, but. And we were down 13 6, and mm. I thought the two tries from Taruva were off kicks. Yeah. I'm just going, you know what? This is all right against the dual defending premiers. Good signs. 40 minutes later, I was like, 
pick me up and cradle me. It was <laughs> it was just dour. And you mentioned around the forward pack and how battling they are. One of the simplest things in the game that I find, I've spoken a little bit about, it, bit about it on the podcast before, and I've referenced the Broncos when they've been battling, is just just one-off runners. We're not playing in unison. Like you said, when, when all of our attack and a lot of our footy is centred around our gun forward pack, mm. they're just going up one-off and getting picked <coughs> off and belted, and yep. there's no shape around the rack. Like, you know, have two runners coming off your right edge of the hooker. Have two runners coming off the left edge. Have a bloke sweep coming out the back of that just to get these quick play the balls and they just don't look like they're playing you know on the same page. To further your point with that, and this is going to sound fucking stupid, but it's just to you know, like um, put my point across. If your, if your forward pack had Paddy Carrigan at 13, I guarantee you, you'd be mm. fucking rolling teams. Because you watch the Broncos, Paddy Carrigan, like Reynolds barely touches the ball. It's Paddy passing to Painhouse, Paddy yeah. passing to Flegler. And, you're, and to, as I said, to further your point, you guys need a forward that goes, I'm going to take control of this set and tip on and hit out the back. And at least if it is a one-out ruck, at least I've given them the illusion that I'm going to pass it. Yeah, it's, it's, and it just it holds up defenders. They have to, you know, mm. they'll sit back on their feet because they can't overcommit to the one bloke going up by himself. So it could go anywhere. Mm. And it, oh. Like this is the meters run, bro. For the And look, I understand, you know, the possession-wise rower. Tarpanair was the only front rower. Sorry, only forward to hit over 100 metres. Um, Papali'i, 83. Hudson Young, 33. Elliot Whitehead, 75. Hadawira Naira, 21. And the... I'll just go to the bench. Sorry, two secs. On the bench, Emre Gula, 58. Oh. Corey Horsburgh, 33. Solo, uh, 17. We had two players run for over 100 metres. One was Tomoko, 129. And then Taps, 103. Like, when was the last time Joe Tappany ran for only 103 metres? And, like, yeah. he had a massive crack, as he always does. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Grant, like, we were belted, so it makes it tough. But, man, we're struggling. Oof. And, like, it's all the, – the problem with this is, like, this is all things – like, you had a 67% completion rate. It's like, if you're going to go into a team – you're going to go into a game without Jackie Whiten, these are the things you can control. Your completion rate and running hard. I'm not saying they didn't run hard because, as you said, they just got dominated. Mm. But um, – yeah, I'm getting a little bit concerned for the Raiders. I just don't know where, and which is, which is kind of surprising to me because I actually thought coming into this season that they'd improved their roster. Mm. Um, what do you reckon, Guru? Yeah, I didn't expect them to win this game, but I didn't anticipate this. I thought the whole game would be like the first half. They'd hang in there. They'd lose by 10 to 14 points. You'd yeah. go, the Raiders were brave. They just didn't have the polish on to get it done. To concede that many points in the second half was a, uh, yeah. At home. Worry. At home. And I, I think... I don't know Ricky Short overly well, which might shock some of you, but <laughs> just seeing his body language after the game, like he just looked lost for words. I, I think that sort of shell shocked him a little bit. Mm. From what well, I like, saw. what do you do? What like, do you say? What do you do? Like, yeah, like you look at the roster. That's a roster that should be competitive. Like even yeah. without Jackie Whiten, that shouldn't be getting beaten. Well, I said last week, there's we're a side that we're, you know we're not the most stellar roster in the competition we're not going to blow teams out of the park but we shouldn't be losing games by yeah. many yeah. and then this happens like well <laughs> good one good take because like, look at this this is their starting forward pack Papali'i Tarpanair Hudson Young Elliot White Huddleware Nora mm. like on their day that's a top tier forward pack um, and they got absolutely blown off the park so I'm not sure look the, the good thing is is they still have the roster and people on paper that when they get a roll on, it'll be big. When they get a roll on, it'll be good. But 
I, I think that we're really starting to see they don't necessarily need a ball playing 13 like Cam Murray or Isaiah Yo, but they just need a forward in there that is just we're just offloading or passing. And I think Paddy Carrigan's the, the first, like no one would sit here and say Paddy Carrigan is like Isaiah Yo and um, Cam Murray, no or Victor Adley. But if you watch the Broncos game, he is constantly ball playing around the yeah. ruck. He's not ball playing, you know, long balls or hitting out the back or whatever. He's just going, Oi Payne, stand over there. Oi Flegler, stand over there. Jensen, stand over there. And and if I honestly feel if the Raiders and what I, what surprises me is I feel like Huddle and Iowa has the ball skills to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just needs to get There's the a few of them that do in that team, in yeah. my opinion. Elliot Whitehead has the ball skills to do that. So it's it's um yeah, they surprising. play. Uh, they play the Broncos this Saturday night. That'll be. It'll be a cracker. Yeah, because they'll get up for it. I think they'll get up. For I, it. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd I, be it, shocked if they don't. Yeah, it's like and like potential boil over because the odds will blow out for obvious reason, and yeah. it, it's not even saying that. I think the Raiders go further than the Broncos this year or any of that at all. But mm. look, what we've seen with the Raiders in recent years is that when the backs are against the wall, they get up for games and they they tough it out. So. Yep. I think I'm really hoping it's a tight one. I, I think they'll make this a real dogfight. Yeah, I, th- I really do. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the Panthers. When you mix the Panthers forward pack with crazy class backs, this is what happens. And also, like from the Raiders' perspective, you go, "Oh, what a great first half." From the Panthers' perspective, you go, you also say, "What a great first half." We've made these guys work their asses off. Mm. Here's where the points come because. Yeah. They, 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 you know what I mean? They're sitting there going like, like as a, like let's say it was the Broncos that got beaten by that amount. I, I, you'd be sitting there going, all right, well they hung here in the first half, but that's what the Panthers want. Yeah. Hang in there because we're going to blow you off the park in the second half. We're not a front runner team that comes out scores. Because remember a couple of years ago when they lost to the Storm, uh, Ivan Cleary actually had this method where no matter what we win the first twenty minutes, no matter what, um, and they actually changed. Not necessarily their style of play, but their messaging around that 20-minute, you know, blowing people off the park thing to um, we enjoy the grind. We want the game to be grindy and and you get results like Mm. this when you you enjoy the grind. Um, So, yeah, hopefully they bounce back. Uh, Jordan Rapana. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I love him though because, like, he's still, like, even if he has, you know, not the best game, he's still trying his absolute heart out. Absolute heart out. Um, we all have bad days at the office. Oh, man. for sure. And and what I like about Rapana is like for every one of these games, he'll give you 10 absolute battle games. Yeah. You kind of just go, okay, Rapana, you've earned the right to have a game like that because he'll do something crazy for you next week. You never want to play against him. <clears throat> no. No way. Never. I was chatting, Kempi, to Guru yesterday at the footy and we were talking about names popped up a few times this season, but Chevy Stewart, the, the young fella from Cronulla, fullback, playing this well as Carp. He's only 18, but been quite impressive in reserve grade. He had 18 runs for, granted, only 130 metres, but solid enough against the Penrith in New Wales Cup on the weekend. Yep. Uh, scored a try. <clears throat> Plenty of X factor about him. Yep. It, it's a, a case of like... You know, probably a little bit too soon to throw him into the deep end of the NRL, but at the same time, like, what are the Raiders got to lose at the moment before Xavier Savage comes back? Mm. Give him a crack because he's, he's a future star. Uh, going well in reserve grade, I'd just give him a run. Yeah, I'd consider it. I'd consider it because, like, Sebastian Chris, is he going to be a long term fullback? Probably not. So, may as well blood someone else. Yeah, yeah. How, how, is Xavier how far? How many weeks away is he? Uh, he was due like around six to eight or something, so he wouldn't be too far. So maybe they're just thinking get Holding through him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they'll get. I don't think they'll throw Chevy in there just yet. I think he'll be a star. How old Abs- is he? He's eighteen. 
So he's he's been playing SG ball for the Raiders all season. They've been killing it. They're undefeated. They skipped him past Jersey Flag, went straight to New South Wales Cup. How many games has he had in New South Wales Cup? Three. Two, maybe. Two, I think, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's tough. I it's thought he played the whole year in, in reserve grade. He's not a huge body either. Yeah, I, okay. I, I think it's too early, yeah, personally. Okay. I thought he played the whole year in reserve grade. Like, as in he trained... No, he's only just gone up in the last year. Yeah, okay, he's gone from SG ball. No, you there. don't want to fucking put him in yet. Especially if he's not a big body. No, he's not, probably, a, not a huge desperate body. Times. <laughs> desperate times. Desperate times. <laughs> when, when Xavier does come back, are you expecting Seb Chris to knock Harley out of the side? Yeah, Seb back yeah. to centre. Harley... I like Harley as a footballer. I just think he's a winger. Yeah. He's been caught out a few times defensively at centre, and yeah. I, I like him on the wing. Mm. And, and look, Albert Hopp waves on the wing at the moment, so maybe Harley shifts to the wing. Um, yeah. Well, and then you've got Kotrick to return. Kotrick to return as well. He's another couple of weeks away. Mm. Yeah, so hopefully there's a big clash next week, Raiders versus Broncos. Uh, now let's get on the Panthers. We're having a bet on that, or what, you two? Yeah, I'll, I'll take my 48-point start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. We'll try and think of something. We'll try yeah. and think of something. Uh, <laughs> oh, the beauty of not having a footy sword. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Panthers, wow. Wow. Uh, Hoskins has been a revelation for them, in my opinion. I thought Isaiah was outstanding. Taruva's, like, that little grubber through to score, incredible. To'o's work. Like... They're there. They are a premiership threat, and they're probably fa- they're not probably. I think they're the favourites mm. still to win the comp. Um, They've got shorter this week. Three seventy, yeah. I think, to win the comp. Like, think about this. They did that without Sonny Luke. <laughs> yep. Like they just put fifty three points on someone. James Fisher Harris didn't play the vast majority of the game too. Unbelievable. And like, I understand pan- people have been waiting for an opportunity to see the Panthers fall, struggle, whatever you want to call it. They haven't looked fantastic, but. You know their defence in the first five weeks is better now than it was last year? They've conceded less yeah. points. They're number one. In the comp. No team has, has scored more than two tries against them. And that's if you want to include the World Club Challenge, which people took as form. Mm. No team scored more than two tries on them. Brisbane has the second best defence in the competition, have been on fire. They're on average conceding 14 points per game. I do if they're conceding 10. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like, they are a beast of a side. And they're not even close to their best yet. Like, it is just amazing what they have there. Um, Hoskins, is Hoskins a Queenslander or a New South Welshman? He's from Newcastle. Is he? Oh, I assume oh. he is. He's a good footballer. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is from Newcastle. West Tigers so Junior. I could be wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, look, I don't, think, I don't think he'll push into, like, origin talk yet. Damn. Yeah, yeah, he's from the Newcastle area. Okay, so he's stacked. He's a stacked in the back row, but far out he is good. The lines he hit is uh, they're just he. This is just getting started too. Him and Nathan Cleary for the next five years. Fuck, he's good. I I am super excited to see what Hosking does. Yeah, and I I think he will stay on that edge. I think they'll move Liam Martin over to the left side. Mate, another five tackle breaks, 117 metres, 51 post contact, a line break, 24 tackles, only one miss, an offload. Far he out. also got within centimetres of scoring another try, which would have added another try and another line break yeah, to his stats cool. too. Like, he is super like, super impressive. And it's almost shocking that he hasn't played years of NRL. I, I just For a bloke that works as hard as he does with the skill set that he has, um, unbelievable. He's so good. He's so dangerous on the edge there. Uh, Scotty Sorensen got his start. How good, the big fella, with a try assist as well, as usual. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, what, what else is there to say about this side? Like, they're fucking unbelievable. There's nothing really, like, Tyron Peachy was good. He got a try, I guess. Has it, have, like, wingers that are fantastic coming out of their own end ever been more important and they lost Taylor May before a ball was kicked? God. Hasn't even mattered. Like, it, it honestly hasn't, like... Craziness. It is, like, Appy Coruscant, kick out. Before that, it was Capewell. Like, the, just incredible what they've done there. And, like, my, my biggest negative about them to start the year has been that Mitch Kenny at nine doesn't offer them enough. It sort of makes their attack a little bit stagnant. They go into this game without Sonny Luke and put on 53. Oh, no. um, I want to give a shout-out to Lindsay Smith. He got absolutely oosed a couple of times, but he still killed it when he came on. 35 minutes. He had a try assist, 124 metres, 52 post contact, a tackle break, 24 tackles and an offload. He got absolutely bashed on every single hit up and he just kept, just kept coming going. back. Just kept going. Just kept asking for more. Yeah, like, please give me some yeah. more. All right, so massive shout out to him. I thought he was outstanding. Spencer Lenu came on, absolutely killed it. He had 10 hit, like 14 hit ups and every hit up was 10 metres. Far out. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, seriously, what else is there to say? What do, like, I feel like we'd just be saying the same shit that we've said every single week when they kill it. Um, you're just, you're, you're just waiting for them to explode, mm. weren't you? Because they've yeah. lost three games this year by one point, and they're on, they're on 13 points at half time. So they scored 40 points in the second half. It's they were just insane. waiting for them to explode. Like, just the message it sends. We only just do this at Panthers or in Sydney. We're going to go down to arguably the worst away game in the comp in Canberra and put 53 on them. Unbelievable. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Isaac Tongo. Wow, like he just flies under the radar. He has been immaculate ever since coming into first grade. I've, I haven't seen a game where he's played less than a 7 out of 10. He is always 8, of ten, eight out of 10 or more. And, you know, people talk about the two tries and everything. The tackle he made on Jamal Fogarty was unbelievable. Yeah. That was a try every day of the week. And for him to come up with that, that was huge. And I've been saying it for a while, but yeah, I think you still aren't seeing anywhere near the best of Isaac. He's got so much more upside and attack that once this Panther side starts to click and they sort that left edge out, he's got a nice little kicking game. He's a little bit quicker than what people give him credit for. <laughs> he's got so much more to offer. Yeah. I was uh, oh, I totally agree. I was a bit surprised. Like The commentators are like, Jerome Lloyd needs to get more involved. I thought he got way more involved this game. I, I liked the, the stepping back on the inside because all you're doing is you're building – like you're building a game plan where you're forcing the defense to always be aware that something could happen on the inside. You're also making sure that your defender stays square and doesn't just slide off you. I thought Jerome was pretty good this game. I think Jerome's just a bit of an easy comment at yeah. times. Yeah, it is an easy out to just go. It's an oh, easy yeah. out, so that's the problem. Bullshit. Um, yeah, oh, look, as I said, what, what do you reckon, Timmy? Anything, anything to add, mate? Yeah, I mean, interesting on Luai, that, like the left edge were dominant. Yeah. You know, Taruv got a double, albeit off kicks, but Tungo had one of his best games in the NRL. They, it'd be interesting when Liam Martin does come back to see how the new combination comes together of Martin and yep. Luai, but, mate, I, I, they were fantastic. I, as you said, you sort of run out of things to say about them, and they rightly so will be firming to, to go for three on the trot because, God, they look good. It's like they don't look tired. They don't look no. fatigued. Um, I, I say it every week, but if you get a chance, please go and watch All The Way documentary. Um, because you just get to see – think about this. They're currently – they've only lost one game this year so far to the Broncos. No, two. Two. Broncos and Eels. Yeah. Um, and so two top-tier sides. Both by one point. Yeah, <clears throat> both by one point. 
not only have they lost Kikia, Coruscant, Capewell the year before, I think they've lost, they lost Burton as well. They lost both their assistant coaches. They lost Trent Barrett the year before. And, you know, I know people like to have a crux at Trent Barrett, but at the end of the day, he was a part of that Panther side mm-hmm. that won the comp. So don't dis... Don't discount the contribution he had to that. And despite him not doing overly well as a head coach, they wrapped him galore. Yeah, he's a good assistant coach. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, what's better than what we're doing. So just chill out with that shit. Um, they lost both their assistant coaches who have gone on to prove how good they are. So, right, like they, they've not only had like a, arguably like a clean out in regards to playing roster, their whole coaching staff has been cleaned out. Yeah, and if you want to go back even further, all of this started with James Maloney leaving. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is incredible what they're doing there. They don't look like slowing down. Go and watch the documentary all the way. It's on nine now. And, yeah, I think you get to see – you don't necessarily see Ivan Cleary, although he does have the footy announced. He understands footy. You know, he's a player. He gets it. But just how much he cares about his players and how well he he just balances that interaction and – you know, the, like the man management side of it, I just it's really important to see. And it, it shows you why they're so good. And as far as a man manager as well, I think it was so evident how much he trusts his assistant coaches just yep. to do their job. Yep. And cares about the players. He's almost like a bit of a father figure to him. Um, I love that moment where there was, was a moment in there where it was the week before the grand final, Stephen Crichton went down with an injury. Yep. And they checked him out and he was okay. And he came back over and he sort of went over and he went, I'm okay. Ivan like bear tackled him. Yeah. And like threw him around. I was just sitting there going... Fuck, he thought he just did his peck. I know. You just chill the fuck out. He just loves them. He loves them. them. He loves it. So, yeah, really, really good stuff. I'm so happy for the Panthers boys. I'm happy for Ivan Cleary. You know, I played under him. Um, You know, it wasn't his cup of tea. Got dropped by him. But it's uh, it's all good. (laughs) Um, No, but I'm just happy to see because, like, you know, if you go back and you will actually – Look at Ivan Cleary's career. He came into coaching as like this, almost like a Seraldo to a degree, like this gun young coach. Um, had heaps of success at the Warriors that wasn't appreciated because they just got used to the success that Ivan Cleary had brought. He left, and then all of a sudden, everyone went, "Oh!" Like, and don't get me wrong, the Warriors tried to keep him. He just wanted to get back to Australia. But then everyone at the Warriors was like, "Oh shit!" We actually didn't realize the gem that we had when we found him. Then he leaves the Warriors, has some tough years, and you go, oh, okay, maybe he's kind of petered out as a coach. Goes to the Tigers, you know, for all the jokes and people like to blame the people that he signed, rah, rah, the best year they had over the last decade is, was under Ivan Cleary. And, I, you know, people like to blame Ivan for this or that or whatever. I think they'd love Ivan still at the club right now. Well, I don't know how to say this without people trying to take the piss out of it, but... You know, the Tigers, the entire franchise the last 10 years has been on Luke Brooks. The year he won Dallium halfback of the year, who was a fucking coach? It's Ivan Cleary. Ivan Cleary. Like, without, like, not trying to take the piss out of Brooksy here, but like, that might be his greatest achievement. Across yeah. that 10 years, he got the absolute best out of Brooksy in that calendar year. Yeah. And, ar- and around that, it hasn't been yeah. close. And we're, and we're not trying to sit here and say, like, you know, there weren't, you know, Ivan admits that the way it ended was poor, mm. but it was just, he had two options. Be loyal to the contract or whatever, or take a lifetime opportunity and be with his son. And he took, even though ethically or morally it might look wrong, he took that path because he was like, I'm just never going to get this chance again. 100%. Um, and so you, you can be angry as Tigers fans, for sure. Like 100%, I understand why you'd be upset. But I think we all understand. Maybe it could have been handled better, but I think we all understand the thought process. Like, yeah. we get it. Anyway, um, and then he goes back to the – so he, he's at the Panthers, gets sacked. So Gus Gould gets rid of him. Yep. 
goes to Tigers, then I would, you know what? I would love to see like a mini documentary on was, did Nathan Cleary say to the club, if you don't sign Ivan, I'm going to the, wherever he is, I'm going. Mm. And then did the Panthers go, and this is all conjecture, guys. This is all conjecture. Did the Panthers go, shit, like, we need to get Ivan Cleary back here again? Because it, it does seem weird that you would suck a bloke and then bring him back three or four years later. Um, anyway, so Ivan Cleary comes back, and then boom, they just explode. And no, actually, no, they don't just explode. They have a shocking year, and he gets annihilated in the media, and everyone is sitting there going, you know, this, this father-son pairing is terrible. It was a bad decision for the club to bring him back, rah-rah. And then, boom, they explode. The father-son thing is such a gamble. Oh. To put all your eggs in that basket with your coach and your halfback and your halfback who's, you know, at the time the best young talent in the league is such a gamble. Yeah. It's not even funny. Like, it's amazing that it has paid off and everything. But, geez, there, there was a real reality where this could have been. And probably should have been in all like <coughs> in all likelihood. <laughs> that was one of my best ones. I just died there. <laughs> Thought I was getting better too. Yeah. In all likelihood, like that could have been a train wreck. Well, it was the first year. Yeah. Like Ivan Cleary was genuinely questioning whether you know co- coaching. Now they're back to back and they're heading into the thirty anyway. Incredible stuff. And and I, I when I ran into Ivan, I said, mate, what you've done is absolutely amazing. And he deserves – he still, in my opinion, doesn't get enough credit for what he's achieved. I've still. spoken to a lot of guys, had him on the podcast stuff, that have been coached by him at some point. And a lot of them say, oh, he dropped me. Mm. But none of them are dirty at him. Mm. All yeah. of them seem to understand mm. why and now in hindsight look back. And, and they all say I was filthy at the time, but they look back and go, I get it now. I understand mm. what he was saying. Yeah. It's – like I will say, he's definitely um, improved as a coach. Yep. Like I think some of his communication when he was a bit young, like a bit earlier in his career, like for, with me, he didn't communicate that well in regards to like the way it all happened. But as you get older, you realise the position they're in as head coaches mm-hmm. and how fucking hard it is. And also, you you look back in my specific situation and you go. Well, I say to myself, then, and you weren't putting yourself out there. You, yeah. you, you, you contributed massively to that happening. Um, so I agree with you. Like as you get older, you realise, you know what? I contribute. It was my fault that I got dropped. If I was playing good footy, I wouldn't have been dropped. It's that simple. And also, like he is, like when he was at the Warriors, and everything, like a young coach, a young as, like he, he should be learning. He should be making yeah. mistakes. And he should be learning. Coaches from him, he has. aren't given enough time to become better. Yep. They aren't given enough time to grow into their career. Like we always say when an 18-year-old player comes in, we say, be patient, give them time. We never say it with coaches. In the first two years, if you don't have success, it's like, this is a bum, rah, rah. Look, Ivan Cleary is a perfect example of giving someone time. And yeah, what he's achieved is absolutely phenomenal. And I will say like, he, like no, regardless of whether he drops you or doesn't drop you, he's a good person. Like he's a good human being, which is something you can always get behind. Um, I mean, look, look at his son, Nathan Cleary. Like, you don't have a son that level, that grounded, unless yeah. you're not a good father. Now, actually, before getting to the next uh, next game, I'll give you a shout-out to the most considerate bloke in the history of mankind. So I was at the gym, and, you know, there's a lot of people that enjoy the podcast and the social media or whatever, so people I get stopped quite a bit or whatever. And when you're at the gym, you obviously got your headphones in, so usually people come up and they'll be like, hey, mate, how you going? And you'll... Pull your headphones out. Hey, yeah, how you going? Whatever, which is fine, which is totally fine. I got no issue with that. I'm always very appreciative of people that enjoy the content. But this bloke, whilst I was on the elliptical, like treadmill or whatever, so considerate, 
that he literally, so I got my headphones in, I'm just fucking cruising. He literally walked up with what he wanted to say in notes and then kept walking. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Most considerate cunt in the history of mankind. And for that, for that, if you're listening right now, we're deep in the podcast, so maybe you're not. Email Matt at Bloke in a Bar and make sure you email what you wrote in that message so that I know that it was you that did it and I'll give you a $250 voucher to Bloke. Ruins my next question. I was going to ask what he said, what he wrote to you. But sure. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, pretty just like love the show or whatever. I pretty much. Yeah. But, what uh, a legend. What a legend. How considerate is that? And again, I no knocking the people that say hi and make you take your headphones off. I, I No issue. But I mean, to write it down and go boom and then just keep walking, that's super considerate. Super considerate. So if that's you, make sure to uh, send us an email so we can give you that voucher, mate, because that's... Oh, mate. Uh, now, store shout-outs. Lake Macquarie Hotel on Wednesday, the 5th of April. That's this Wednesday. Go to liquorlegends.com.au, select the Lake Macquarie Hotel store, and use code TAKEITOFF, and you'll receive 20% off your order. Reese and Aaron have over 30 cartons of midi stacked in the store, and with this code, it means they are selling for $39.34. Literally cannot beat these prices, so get online and grab some bloke midi. So that's Lake Macquarie Hotel on Wednesday. So this Wednesday coming in two days, the (laughs) 5th of April. Go to their website, select Lake Macquarie Hotel, use the code Take it off in caps lock, so all in caps, and you'll receive 20% off your order. They've got 30 cartons of bloke midi. That'll go for $39.34 this Wednesday. Again, guys, to, if you go and do these like promos and you support wherever we're announcing, the more promos we can do. So make sure to get in. And if you've wanted to try our midi, make sure to get it for $39.34. Now, Spa Supermarket at Boolaroo have a big stack of bloke lager and bloke mini right next to the front counter, selling at great prices, so get in and grab some bloke, ba- bloke beer. That is Spa Supermarket in Boolaroo. Barowa Tavern. Is that how you say it? Barowa? 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 Barowa Tavern. $5 bloke cans from the bar during any game of footy. Get in and see Tom and his team and enjoy bloke cans while watching the footy. IGA Richie's in New Lambton. Brooke and her team have been getting great feedback around bloke beer lately, so get in their store and show some support and grab some bloke beer. That's IGA Richie's in New Lambton. Kiama Down Celebrations. Kiama Down Celebrations of Stocks Blokes Beer. IGA Waverley, West Hexton, West Hoxton Celebrations. Uh, Quinjilla Celebrations and Horsley Village Cellars. All stock bloke beer. Get in your local, grab some beer. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.